This is episode number 91 of the Church Collective Podcast. In this episode, we talk with Jason Ingram about what's been going on with One Sonic Society, about the balance between writing music for the local church versus trying to write music for uh, a lot of different churches, what he's been doing with Journey Church in Franklin, some great advice passed down uh, to him through Paul Belosh and uh, Paul Mayberry. There's just so, so much good stuff in this episode, so we're going to jump right in with episode number 91 of the Church Collective Podcast. So One Sonic Society is kind of an interesting, uh, it, for, for us, it's, um, it's not, um, the thing that we do full time, you know, so, cause, uh, the, the, those of us that are in it are producing and writing for a bunch of other things. And so, um, OSS really is the um, outlet that we've chosen to put to, to come together and, and be able to lead worship um, as you know, at conferences and worship events and things like that. And so, um, so we've got a, this, this year, really the, the main things going on for us, we'll just, we'll, we'll do several conferences and um, we're, um, we're, we're getting behind our, a song called great are you Lord as, as much as possible. And so, for me, in the next few weeks, I get to do a lot of quick little flights to radio stations, <laughs> which is not so uh, fun to like take a 20-hour trip to Seattle and back, but I'll sure. get to do a bunch of that kind of stuff. Nice. So, um, I mean, you said you guys are kind of like, this is the extension of your guys' ministry. Maybe talk a little bit how, how you guys got together and like what, what was the heart for like having this be something that's like you know, not necessarily like the main thing, but also like a way to really do a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I worship music and leading worship is something that I've loved and, uh, wanted to, um, it's, it's been the thing that I've always done and it's, it's always been real core to, um, what I feel like God, uh, has called me to do and be, but, um, I've, I found myself in a career as a writer and a producer that, almost left no room for worship leading. And so, um, and, uh, kind of came across some friends with Stu and Paul Mabry in particular who, um, worship and church are like a huge part of our past. And yet our careers have sort of become, uh, all consuming in a sense. And so we kind of got together just to say what it would be like to make sure that, um, in light, even though with everything else going on that we, we, uh, we intentionally focused on community and bringing our community together and the, the worship people that we get to work with around the world and, um, and just making sure that we're leading and serving and writing songs for the church. And so it kind of holds us accountable to that and sure. uh, gives us an opportunity to hang out, <laughs> which is a bonus. Yeah. Maybe, um, could you talk to how, how you actually got into worship leading, songwriting, producing? Like they talk, talk through that path a little bit. I know there's a lot yeah. of guys that they, they want to move maybe out of like local worship ministry or like there's always like an aspiration. Like, oh man, if I could just get to, you know, a place where Jason Ingram is or something like that. <laughs> maybe talk to just, you know, what, what was your path like? Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, was living in Santa Cruz, California and, um, my dad's a pastor. There, he's in San Jose, California now. And I, um, in high school, I kind of had that, like, the opportunity to start 
playing with the youth worship band a little bit. And I, I just really fell in love with worship music. We used to take guitars down to the beach. And this was like the late 90s. So um, Vineyard, the early Vineyard stuff was like my favorite stuff at the time. And so we'd go down to the beach and and just worship the Lord. Uh, um, and so that, that kind of lit a fire in me that has always been there. And I uh, went to Bible college. I served on staff at a church in California for about a year and then, um, and then moved into a season of traveling full time and uh, did that for several years. And it's just kind of been a, it's been a long, windy journey, really. But, um, the, my, the desire to write songs for the church and what, what people are singing in the church has, has been something that's been on my heart for a long, long time. And it, it actually took, even though I've, I've had a career in music for a long time, it, it, it was, it was, there was a lot of years before the Lord really opened up opportunities for me to, to write songs for the church. And, um, so, but I moved to Nashville and, and started writing and, and I kind of ended up with a, a more of a career in the CCM world and in radio and things like that as a producer and a writer. And about six years ago, um, after having several years of kind of working in CCM, um, I just really brought my heart to, before the Lord and, and just asked God just once again, that if of all the things that I get to do, if he would let me be a part of what's happening in the church, I would, I would trade everything else in for that. And, um, and this is about six years ago. And then, and then it just seemed like that, that finally God said, okay, you know, now, now, um, he was going to allow me to move into more of that, that space. And it's, um, it's been an amazing few years of working with so many platforms um, and and just seeing songs kind of move around the world and be sung and become people's prayers. Sure. Yeah, that, that's, um, I guess you brought, brought up too, that like working in the CCM world versus the worship world. What's up with that balance? I, I know, like personally, I'm a full-time worship pastor and there's often like, hey, can you play such and such song off of the radio? And it's right. like, that's generally not my world. And I know there's a lot of worship leaders where we're, we're into the worship stuff. We're listening to a bunch of worship albums. We may not necessarily listen to CCM. Right. What, what, what are your thoughts on, you know, that, that dichotomy of that music, not necessarily being what's going on in the church, but yeah, just maybe talk to that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And it's, I, you know, I, I feel like I've been, I've had this weird experience of sort of being inside both and, and they're, they're very different lanes, you know, and, um, I, I never want to think that the radio is what's dictating what we're, that uh, the church and worship leaders are like saying, this is what God, this is what God has for common songs for the church right now. But, um, you know, it, over the years, it, there has been a lot more separation of CCM and radio and worship. And I, I really think that we're move, moving forward. There's a lot more worship that's becoming a part of what's on the radio. So you, you'll yeah. hear Bethel song or you'll, you'll hear passion song or Hillsong song. And, um, they're, they're, those worlds are connecting a bit more than they used to. But I personally actually really like that worship leaders aren't so 
uh, in tune with CCM, <laughs> a little bit more of their heart for like what's God doing in the church, even if it's not, even if it's not like some some big radio smash. You sure. Know? How how would you recommend a younger worship leader? foster that heart for like really listening to what's resonating with their church and what songs they should be, you know, bringing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think just constantly, um, uh, leaning into your church. I mean, leading worship for a church is like such a, it's such an incredible opportunity to serve people. And so I think as, as long as we're like really thinking of, of the church that we're, in locally and thinking about what's what's the prayer that they need to sing in this season and so i often think about worship the worship song as being the praise or the promise or the thing we need to declare over our circumstance and so um you know i i think at at the heart of it it's just being in touch with your people and um where are your people at and 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 being willing to like serve them where they're at because sometimes we'll make the mistake of going too cool for our people you know and um it's just our our main job and 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 that role is to serve the people that God's allowing us to lead and so just know your people yeah do you are you plugged into like any specific church like that, that you work with weekly what's that look like for you i am yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a weekly worship leader, but I'm uh, uh, a part of Journey Church in Franklin here. Cool. And we've got quite a few like artists and worship leaders that come and go. We're probably uh, all sons and daughters. Probably put us on the map a little bit. You sure. Know? So it's a li- it's a relatively small community, and um, lo- lots of people sort of just trading in and out and, and with their giftings. And so I, I lead there you know, a few times a year. And, uh, yeah. but also because I, I travel so much and, and do so many things that out and about, like for, for me to be able to just attend church with my family is a, is a real gift for me. Yeah. So we, we try to do that more than anything. Sure. What, what do you do to keep yourself close to God as you're doing all this stuff? Like what, what did, like, what's your personal relationship with Christ look like? Like, how do you keep with the demands of ministry and all that, like how, how do you keep that, that moving forward? No, it, it's, it's so difficult. It's such a difficult balance and busyness and, and kids and, um, stress and all the stuff, you know, that we all carry. It's really difficult. And I, I just find that, um, the people I'm around, it's important to have people around me that, um, inspire me in my walk with the Lord. And it's important for me to have, um, time with the Lord on my own. Um, I don't always succeed at that, but those things are super important to me. And then, and then I'm always sort of like looking at my life and am I operating out of joy or fear? Am I operating out of rest or stress? And, and, and so I can sort of, I can always sort of tell when I've not been taking care of the main thing because, mm-hmm. because the get, get to's become got to's and, um, and you're just operating out of, out of a different place. And then, then I know I'm, I'm too busy. I need to clear some time and, uh, just 
take care of the main thing. Sure. What's, uh, what's got, if to get a little more personal, like what's God teaching you lately? Like what's really been going on? Um, you know, for me right, right now, I think the thing for 2016 is, um, so, so, you know, I know, I know we all have different seasons. Um, I've had quite a season of, of success. And so, um, I've been looking at 2016 and just realizing out of my gifting and just working hard, I can, I can maintain that to some degree, but is that really what the Lord wants, you know, and, and what does he want from me? What is, what is, what, what, where is my identity? If, if none of that was happening or all went away today. And so this year I'm just, I think I'm trying to do a better job at, at making sure my identity really is just in who he is. And I'm, I'm seeking what he wants for my life. Otherwise, other than just following the wave and doing things that I've gotten quite good at and could still probably maintain some form of success, but then, but then coming before the Lord and him kind of going, well, that was nice what you did, but we weren't really doing that together, you know? So I can, I, I can look at seasons in my life and see where I've, I've accomplished things just out of being driven and working hard. And, um, and that's so much value in that, but I, I really want to move into a season where it's, it's more from a place of rest and, and a place of trust sure. and more aware of what God's doing. Hmm. Do you have any encouragement for somebody just started their their worship leading career and just bright eyed about the whole thing? Like any any advice for them? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's it's such an interesting career, isn't it? Like hmm. I I th- I just you know my my friend Paul Mabry, who is in Once on Society with me, he he's often pointed out that maybe the most dangerous place to be on planet earth is the place of the worship leader because, um, it's really the only place I can think of where anybody sort of positions themselves between the praise of God's people and God. Mm-hmm. And you can, um, you, you can be in danger of, of that becoming about, filling you up or, or grabbing some of that glory for yourself sure. because very rare where, where else in the world can you just with, without selling a million records, you can get a job and you can get up and you can have 500 people singing along with you. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's on a, and you're on a stage and there's lights and if people afterwards are telling you it was awesome. I mean, I, I just, I think, um, just, Understanding, um, you know, the, so the, the fall of Satan actually was him wanting some of God's light for himself, some of God's glory. And, and, and I know leading worship can be really tricky because it, it, it feels good when people engage. It feels good when people sing along. And, and there's some of that that's healthy, but just constantly knowing that um, that's a dangerous place to be too. 
mm. and that um, we're, we're not to we're, we're when we leave God's people in his praise that um, that's not about us and so just constantly coming before the Lord and making it about him um, and and meaning it you know I mean I think the the thing that happens when you lead worship week in and week out is is so you can kind of get to where what you're doing is a mile away from you sure. in your mind. And so um, just always like make taking the time before you lead to just go before the Lord and just ask his help to be really present with him. One, one thing a friend of mine, Paul Balash, often says, which I, I, I wish I could tell worship leaders like everywhere, this is a great thing for centering your worship set is before you lead your worship set, pray your songs, read them and pray them. Yeah. It, it makes the words, um, it gives, it, 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 it sets the posture. It helps your heart understand what we're doing. Because mm. when we're worshiping, we're praying, it's, it's corporate prayer. Yeah. And it really helps center me. That's huge. Um, maybe musically too, like, could you speak towards like, or how are you growing musically and, and how could, you know, a younger worship leader, what, what should they be doing to, I guess, hone their craft, play skillfully? Like well, any, any advice for that too? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not the best example. I, I, I feel like I've gotten worse over the years. <laughs> I, at some point I learned, I learned four to five chords and, and found a capo and I never progressed. Sure. <laughs> so I was, um, uh, I, I was at the beach two weeks ago and, and, and Paul Mabry's family was with, with us. It was the week after Christmas. And, um, he was, I looked out on the, the deck and he was out there with his drum pad and he's one of the best drummers on the planet. And there sure. he is. He's running through his, uh, practice and and just always wanting to get better that really inspired me i mean I, I think i think the one thing for yeah if you're young and, and speaking to the musicality and staying inspired it's 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 important to bring god our best and so um being on time it's hard for musicians but be on time for things be rehearsed mm -hmm. no lot of winging it that happens and it's like this is the, the 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 god of the universe like if we really really believe that who we're coming to to bring a song for was who he really is like we're gonna come so prepared and to bring our very very best and and um that that's not always the easiest thing for musicians because we like to sort of we're, we're a last minute kind of people usually. Sure. Yeah. And the week to week grind of the whole thing. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we could cap off here. What are you, what are you listening to now? What's inspiring you like musically? Mm. Well, this, this is unfortunate that I have to answer it this way, but, uh, <laughs> it, Justin Bieber's album is my favorite. It's album. good. It's good. <laughs> so, um, I really love the the new Coldplay album. I love how happy it is. Mm. I, love, I just love that it feels like joy, and um, so I love I love that album. 
Bieber's album, I think, is the best album that was made last year. Songs, production, heart, it's all there. Um, but on a, and, and really, I'm, I'm really loving, um, like the last couple of weeks, I've just been, Passion just came out. You know, that's all that's been on in my car. I mean, sure. even though we, when we drive around in the car, we're, it might be a Bieber song that comes on that our family starts singing along to. But I really, around the house, like I find it really important to, um, like when you play worship music around the house, I think it, it's, it just, it's, it sets an atmosphere that is so healthy and, and so helpful. And so the last couple of weeks, it's been passion. Uh, I work a lot with Bethel and I and, and feel really grateful for that because I really, really love the music that, that's coming from their house. That's it for this week's episode. Please head over to thechurchcollective.com. Hit that contact form. We want to connect with you, and we want to connect you with others. Also, if you could leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, it really helps us become more visible over there and to connect with more leaders. We just love doing what we're doing, and we can't wait to connect with you. God bless.